Madness rides the star wind, claws and teeth sharpened on centuries of corpses, dripping death astride a bacchanal of bats from night-dark ruins of buried temples of Belial. Perhaps at best if the work of some filmmakers stay buried. Allow the cast of Cthulhu to be your guide through the world of cinematic Lovecraft inspirations from the superb, the truly cosmically horrific. I'm Jim Rohner. And I'm James McCormick. And today we'll be talking about 2020's The Deep Ones, or if you will, H.P. Lovecraft's The Deep Ones. Oh yes, uh, yeah, that book he yes. never wrote, you know. Written and directed by Chad Farron. And um, even before we get into uh, this movie, which is allegedly based on the writings of H.P. Lovecraft, even though it is not a text that I am familiar with because it is not based on anything that Lovecraft actually wrote, um, I do have one wrestling question for James. Yes. I'm so sorry, listeners, we do this occasionally. So if you're not interested, look in the show notes to see where you can skip ahead to the conversation on the film itself. But only one, James. I don't want to get into too much and sidetrack stuff because we all got stuff to do. Of course. Better than you, baby. Um, of course, the the tag team of um, AEW champion mm-hmm. uh, MJF and uh, crowd favorite Adam Cole. Um, do you think this is a legitimate face turn for MJF, or this is this an elaborate ruse in which he is going to again turn even more devilishly heel after their match or during their match in uh, All Out? All in, all in, yeah, in, all in, in, all in, in Wembley, Wembley. Um, <laughs> look. I, I'm I'm digging it, and even like I could tell it's like even Corinne is digging it because she hates MJF because you're supposed to hate him. You know, he's a, he's a scumbag, but he's our scumbag sure. now. Um, <laughs> I think the 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 best thing to do is the people want to love this guy. Yes, and he's that talented that he can still be kind of a prick, but mm. be the biggest babyface in the company. Like he could be like The Rock, like how The Rock was still like making fun of people and being a dick, but yet yep. he's still you want to cheer him. I think the clever, the more clever thing to do, and it would make Adam Cole more interesting, is make him be the one to turn on MJF. Ah, okay, yeah. And have Roderick Strong, who's going crazy. With I love Roderick Strong. Adam, <laughs> Adam, what are you doing? You gonna let him talk to me like that? Yep. Like, what? I I think it's like a cool idea where. You have MJF, who's a bit of prick, but he's ex- we've gotten now his supervillain origin, like why he's a prick because of he's been picked on, being abused, but you know, and it makes sense if you're if if you're picked on as a kid and then you start to get, you know, pretty good looking and like buff and like talented, mm-hmm. a lot of times then you become a dickhead. You know, a lot of, you know I've known many people like that where oh yeah 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 you know and and it's understandable. It's still like oh that's a shame. So I think it's the most clever thing to do would be that. Is that what's going to happen? Because remember, they're going to fight at the zero hour too in the tag match against Aussie Open for right, right. for the Rigoada tag match. You know, for, so I have a feeling that the way the way I would book it, and you know, because I'm I'm a booker, um, <laughs> you know, Adam Cole and MGF MGF loses again. Somehow he gets pinned or something. Aussie Open wins, and then. Adam Cole's like, oh, okay, whatever. We lost again. Mm. We lost another big match. But then later on, when they fight in the main event, MJF, you know, is doing everything in his power to win that match and, like, beats him. And Adam Cole goes, like, so you fight harder when it's your belt, but when I want to f- win something with you, 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 come, you come so, so, so close to it and lose randomly. I think that'd be the clever thing to do. 
the other the other story, and I think this is something that not a lot of people don't know, is two wrestlers that were in a group with MGF when he was starting out in uh, MLW and some other companies are both free agents now. Um, okay. One guy is Richard Holiday, who just came back from cancer after a year, and he's young. He's like 27, around, around the same age as, as uh, MGF, and he was the talker of the group. So remember this. MGF is known for his talking. This guy, Richard Holiday, was like the MGF before MGF. He was like the, the leader, okay. and MGF was like kind of his you know, subservient. And then there's another guy who just lost the belt in M- MLW, Alexander Hammerstone, who is like picture like Batista's body, like like a body guy like that, but like could could go like could wrestle like his ass off, and mm-hmm. can, and can talk too. So okay. like, and they were like this trio. What if randomly, like, if you want to go the easy route and you want two new guys, okay, MGF just turns on Adam Cole. Now you have a new trio, two guys that like, and you can tell their story. But I think that's a little too complicated. Like you have to be in the know. Like you have to kind of go, oh, okay. Because it's not like anyone would know that, like unless you follow like little companies and shit. So I think the clever thing to do is Adam Cole turns because I I think Adam Cole, while he's a good babyface, he's a better heel. Well, and here, okay, so. But I do like that they're continuing. Like they didn't do the turn yet. Like they could have easily done it weeks ago. And they haven't yet. They're waiting. And that's smart. I I, I think this whole thing has shown MJF as a talent is a great heel and a great face. Either way, no matter what he's doing. Um, I have complained in the past to a friend of ours, a mutual Mm -hmm. friend of ours, that like, how do you slap the belt on a guy who wrestles like once a year? And yet every match he's been in since he's won the belt has been basically an instant classic. Yeah, yeah, stellar, yeah. Um. The reason that I'm I'm skeptical of an Adam Cole heel turn mm-hmm. is because he just came back from injury as a face, so he wouldn't even be a face for that long before he turns heel. True. But there has to be something like I was convinced when they were in the you know the blind tag competition basically yeah. that they got to the finals against FD uh, to fight FTR. Mm-hmm. There was going to be something there where the match got screwed up, so MJF resorted back to like you asshole, you screw this up for me, or even he would leave Adam Cole out to dry, revealing his true colors. Like, this whole right. time, I just wanted you to fail spectacularly. But that hasn't happened. No, it hasn't. He actually sacrificed himself for Adam Cole in that match. And it's like, yeah, what are they doing here? It's it's not I typical mean, wrestling theory, you know, like knowledge, you know? But but they've got, I mean, they've got a great gimmick, and the, you know, the name Better Than You oh. Bebe is, like, f- real fun. And, 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 and the music's a, great to, together. And, the music is great, similar to how um, the acclaimed have a thing with like "Scissor Me, Daddy," where everyone yeah. gets involved. They have the double clothesline, yeah. which the crowd goes nuts for. A double clothesline, come on! Yeah, which is such a simple, dumb thing, but like also something you don't see very often these no, days. No, it's, it's so. an eighty, it's an eighty style tag team, but with more talent. But like it's 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 eighties yeah. WWF wrestling. Double clothesline, yeah, you know. But I, I like your idea of that thing of, of you know, as my therapist said, narcissists are not born, they are made. So you have mm-hmm. probably in real life and as a character study, this is why MJF has become a bad guy because he was picked on, he was not supported. And then he, he became buff and successful and all of a sudden he became angry because of right. that. 
So to have a guy who is supporting him, who is validating him, who was an idol of his, because there was that yes. element in the CM Punk feud mm-hmm. he had as well awesome. of like, I idolized you and what have you done to me? Right. It could be like the the real life full circle of like, yeah, this is this is his restoration because AEW has not shied away from bringing real life into a narrative as we saw <laughs> with Hangman Adam Page and like his yes. years long arc into becoming the, yeah. the AEW champion. Like, so I, I like that idea too. And there's, there's part of me which is hoping that... I don't know. I want to see. This is one thing that I think the WWE does that AEW doesn't, which AEW hasn't been around for that long. But like, I want to see the team or that person who just has all the fucking belts. Like, I want, I want yeah. MJF to be the, the AEW one, like a tag team, and just like to kind of come out with like three belts strapped around him. Is like I am a dominant force in this league, which they could do with this, yeah, or they could not do with that. The problem with that is then he either have to take the. Um, the inner like the international championship from orange cassidy who is a great oh, he's been amazing champion. he's been amazing yeah or he'd have to take the tnt belt which nobody gives a shit about because it seems like the league doesn't give a shit about it no either. it's like who's it oh it's luchasaurus oh no it's christian it's, but it's no like, it's christian cage. even though it's luchasaurus yeah. won it but yet christian cage is <sighs> it's it's a weird thing there i don't know what happened to wardlow yeah, but, what happened to wardlow where'd he go Vanity. i don't know i like I, him. so yeah. do i corinne loves wardlow and i'm like it just I feel like they don't know what to do with that guy. But see, Corinne thought this, that they kept talking about the pinnacle. Like people would keep mm-hmm. using that word. MGF would would reference it. FGR mm-hmm. would say it still would talk about it. Sean Spears randomly came back on like Rampage and Collision. <laughs> I'm like, wouldn't it have been more like what if like the pinnacle had never actually officially broke up? They were just waiting and waiting and biding their time. And then MGF is the champion. FTR is the tag champion. Wardlow was the TNT champion. Like, I'm like, at one point, it would have been cool if, like, then they just, like, fuck everybody. We're, we're, we're still the pinnacle because, look, we're, we're great on our own, but together we're even better. And, like, MGF being the prick. But, like, I, I, I think FTR is also so big as, like, baby faces. Yeah, no, they, that wouldn't happen. And it does make sense. And, like, as they always say in wrestling, Baby faces sell more merch than heels. Yeah, of course. And, and um, and which, which, is, which is funny because I, at the peak of his heelness, which I guess at this point was only a couple weeks ago, yeah. I was searching for a good MJF shirt. And the the yeah. another problem with AEW is most of their merch. Oh, sucks. it's terrible. Most of it. You got to go to pro wrestling tees themselves and like hope that they made a shirt separate from AEW. Yeah. So, but you know what? Who who has the best merch in all of wrestling is Danhausen. Because his stuff looks, yes, yeah, his yeah. stuff is like horror stuff. Like, it's cute, yeah. but like he gets it. He gets merchandising. The the only one I came close to buying the one that just said I'm a poor. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but, <laughs> but like it, it really like it. It does seem like anything which is vaguely memeable or viral, they'll just make a shirt about it right oh. away. So you'll have AEW will have twenty MJF shirts, and none of which have staying power or designed all that well either. No, it's just his the the scarf logo, you know, the color scheme, yeah, and then, oh, get it. Yeah. And you know what? They're, and, and they're all top sellers, though. So, like... No, that's true. Um, but, again, my, my brother would always buy the worst T-shirts. Like, when, when WWE would, like, have a D'Lo Brown shirt or, like, a fucking... There, there was a Val <laughs> Venus shirt that looked like actual jism. Like, was... Oh, yes. Okay. It, it, yeah. it, and in letters, it, it yeah. said, I'm cocked, like, locked, I'm, and ready, ready to unload. Yeah. My brother got that for, like, five bucks when it was clearance. Because In high school... <laughs> 
I bought that. I, I bought that shirt and never received it. <laughs> really, so, you never received it? No, I think they discontinued it or something. But like a friend of mine said that he bought two, like one for me and one for him, and they just never. Pardon the pun. They never came. Hello, ladies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know what? So to this Maybe day, the best. No, of course. And so, so, so to this day, the only wrestling shirt I have is um, the one with Britt Baker's bloody oh. face that says "Role Model." That, that um, that's see, and you know what? That's a shirt that has staying power. That's a classic. Great yeah. One. But speaking of great, not this movie. Uh, the H.P. Lovecraft, the Deep. No, no, um, no. As 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 we mentioned, written and directed by a guy named Chad Farron, who, as far as I can tell from my our, my research, is kind of not necessarily out of the trauma school, but has certainly cut his teeth yeah. in trauma. He had some some directing stuff there. He started out as a production assistant. Um, you know, uh, his his debut his feature film debut was shot for twenty grand and was released by Trauma. He had a segment on Tales from the Crapper, yeah, yep. um, which was released by Trauma, starring Lloyd Kaufman. So. That low budget genre, you know, kind of even lower budget Roger Corman school of things, mm-hmm. um, this guy seemed to come out of. And you can tell from this, and I never want to knock a movie for being low budget. Listen, if you're going to shoot a feature for $15,000, I get it. That's fine. Um, so I don't want to mock anything in this film that is low budget, including the Dagon creature costume at the end. Because, like, hey, whatever. You, you, you did what you had to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, not great. But why don't we start... Yeah. I, I, you know, if if we if we are talking about a movie that we're not a fan of, let's start with the things that we are fans of. Because there's this m- movie is not irredeemable. No, 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 it's not at all, <laughs> to say the least. And, and it begins with I think it's actually a pretty cool premise. Um, a a couple rents a, a seaside Airbnb um, within this kind of coastal commune, which sounds cool. They make their own food, they make their own wine, yeah. they all kind of support and help each other, but also beneath the surface, of course is a Cthulhu worshiping cult that wants to bring in outsiders and impregnate them with um, Cthulhu spawn or Dagon, Dagon spawn, yeah. I guess, if we're going to be specific. Yeah, Dagon spawn. Um, really cool little premise. It, it, um, it's and Rosemary's they're, they're, Baby via, it you is, know, yes, yeah. that's all it is. But, but done not <laughs> no. great. But certainly, yes, in, in the sense of the man is kind of like um, they really – he falls into this cult for his own purposes. Although um, Cassavetes in the original Rosemary's Baby, you saw how it benefited him. Petri in this one is just a guy who exists. Like I he guess. lost. Like you get later on, he lost his father maybe recently or in the last few years. So Russell's kind of like a become a father figure to him right away, and like because he's yeah. he's an introvert, but yet he's being, being very outward because he sees the light, as we find out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, but but that is an intriguing yeah, premise. Yeah. Good premise. Um, I, I I like that. And also, um, you were talking about him off camera. But the guy who um, plays kind of the lead oh. villain, uh, the character Russell Marsh by Robert oh, Miano, um, a a quality performance from this yeah. guy. Like, and and because you meet him right away, it kind of establishes a little bit of of respectability and gravity in the sense of like oh this is this guy is either going to set the tone and disappear after the first 10 minutes or he's yep. going to be here throughout the entire thing and we luck out that he's in the entire thing yeah and he's you know he's gregarious and, and he kind of does have a charisma that sort of ropes you in in the beginning and then he becomes kind of menacing and and yeah. he he can pull off both of those things and it makes sense this guy on imdb has over 300 credits so he's been working for a long time no yes i mean he was in i think the original death wish like he's been around for so long <laughs> and like like i was saying to you off air 
another movie that Chad Farron made the year before this, it was a horror comedy called Exorcism at 30,000 Feet. 60, oh, I'm sorry, 60,000 Feet. Times, times two. two. Yes. You know, it's even higher than you thought. Um, <laughs> but he play, he's the lead role. He's the exorcist in it. And he's okay, fantastic. Yeah. And that's why right when I was watching this, I'm like, this guy is so funny. And like, because he's, he's actually really good. You're like, why do I know this guy? And I'm like, oh, right. I remember looking at him that last time going, damn, this guy works like in really like anything. But I bet he's like one of those actors that just puts in a quality performance in anything and everything he does. And yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's great. Like he gives it, like you said, gravitas. And yeah, at first you're like, oh, okay, he's a little weird, but he's very friendly. You make my, you know, I make my own wine, but don't worry. You're not going to taste my feet. I didn't step on it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. oh, how can you not like this guy? You know, you know, he's, he's, you've met people like 100%, this guy always. And, and despite the fact that it is like a, a digital video, which is shot in kind of like low quality, like you, you know, we, we talked about this yeah. a little bit with, um, with Harbinger down where like, yeah. there's, there's a certain quality in some digital video where like you feel separated from the movie. Cause like this doesn't, this, this looks too yes. real and this, his performance and the way he acts like, it helps me get into the story because I understand, like I, under, I understand him, and I understand how these people might be responding to that. Because in the moment, I'm thinking, like, this could be fucking cool. Like, I would enjoy hanging out and talking to this. Yeah, guy. I mean, I, I would, I would enjoy it until until uh, getting deep throat by a tentacle. But uh, which when I, which by <laughs> yes. the way, when that scene happened, I was like, what did you pick, Jim? I'm thinking, is this isn't wait, this is not the film I picked. I I could have I had Leviathan right there and I went with <laughs> No, it's fine. It's fine. I think actually I think that scene is really creepy because like you said, while the guy Petri not 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 a terrible actor. I mean he's he's I thought he was actually Finnish, but he's actually Estonian. And yeah, the actor. Oh, but like okay. he reminded me of like remember when they were trying to make the next big actor and you had like what's his name from Avatar? And what's his name from oh, RoboCop? Uh, and Sam. They're, they're all the same actor. They're all blocks of wood. Yeah. They're all cloned from the same DNA, but they all look a little different. Like you know, you had like one of the more charismatic ones, but I haven't seen him in years. Is Josh Holloway? I think was his name. Was it? What John? John oh, Carter yeah, yeah. from Mars. Yeah. All these actors that are kind of like, okay, you know, you're good looking, but you're forgettable. That's what this guy was. He's like, okay, but he's there just to be the easy. The one to be easily turned to the dark side. And see, when when he first was introduced, I was like, "Okay, we want to get Alexander Skarsgård, but we can't afford him. That, Who else can we get?" That's good. See, Alexander Skarsgård, at least you know, <laughs> like you remember him, you know. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's actually perfect. I was trying to think who who was like he's the doppelganger for. Yeah. Yep. It's a, I wish. mean, if we if we need like a stand-in for him, like, hey, Jordan, come here and, yeah. and stand here. Alexander's in his wish dot com version, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Um, and also, you mentioned that that tentacle scene, which at first I was like, this right, is ridiculous. of course it's a Lovecraft movie, so you have to throw yep. in tentacles. Except it does to an yeah. extent, because I will rail against this a, a little bit later. But the sexual politics in this movie are ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. But at least, you know, when you have a movie in which your female protagonist is ultimately going to be violated by a deep one, you also have a scene of a male being violated as well. And very phallically and somewhat, I mean, if you're squeamish with it, a little bit graphic. Pretty graphic, yeah. yeah. Now, 
that doesn't make that doesn't make it okay. But at least you know we kind of have at least the victimization is even, I suppose. Yeah, um, I guess. Which once again, that does not that does not add validity to a movie that just like the Dunwich Horror from the 1970s with Dean Stockwell's mustache, <laughs> um, still culminates in a, our, our female protagonist being raped. Like, Yay. Whoa, are we still doing this? But um, but once again, a, a premise which is interesting, um, but also having said that, there's nothing inherently Lovecraftian about it other than it kind of takes place by the sea and there's there's some name dropping of Cthulhu and of the Necronomicon and this kind of stuff. But just that idea of, we're coming into this idyllic place. It seems like a friendly community, but there's something below the surface is pretty standard in horror. And so there is, there is potential there for something to be effective uh, about, yeah. um, you know, uh, especially, you know, you could play with it in the sense of um, th- there could be social dynamics at play because there's this homeless woman who is victimized by it. Yeah. Like we always discard her cause it's the homeless person and like, ah, who, Oh yeah. Person. Played by Kelly Maroney, which was like, Oh, Kelly Maroney from night of the comet. And, um, yeah, night of the comet. Oh. And, um, she was also in, uh, in a uh, chopping mall. She's the, 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 the fine, the, she's oh, the final really? girl in that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. they, you know, they got like, they, you know, they, they tried, you know, like, Oh, let's get like a quote unquote horror, I guess the icon, someone that's been in like more than one classic horror film. And, you know, you yeah. feel bad. You're like, but then you kind of find out that way, maybe she was, you know, she was part of this cult and now regrets it because mm-hmm. she let her daughter get victimized and become yeah. whatever. Cause, cause really ultimately, I guess the daughter is also a old one or, you know, a deep one now because that's who kills her. I don't know. Like it's alluded to, you know, Listen, well, we, we can we can get into how the mythology doesn't make any sense because it doesn't no. make any sense. Um, but I will say one final thing. Um, I love the character of Deb, this woman who just shows oh. up. She's a firecracker. She doesn't yeah. give a fuck about anything. Or oh, anyone. she was great. <laughs> and is, yeah, is openly like um, snarky and sarcastic to these people. I mean, you know, she has to keep saying like, I'm joking, you know, to kind of undercut like, hey, yes, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not actually a bad person. But um I loved her. She just kind of shows up and she's like, yeah, everyone is weird. What's wrong with you people that you don't understand how weird everyone is? Which, of course, Petri, they're just nice people. What's wrong with you? Because he has seen the light and he has to, you know, woman bad, light good. Uh, but I, that, I, I enjoyed oh, yeah, her that's, character. Oh, my God. That's who. Okay. I'm like, like she looks so familiar. She was from The Office. Uh, yeah, she, she was um, yeah. Elizabeth. The uh, Yeah, she was on for like years. Okay, that's. Okay, so she's been around. Yeah, she's like an according to Jim. Like she's like sitcom actress, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, she's she's appeared on tons of of network TV. Like she's she's she gets around, and you know, say what you will about the respectability of of network TV, but like if you're playing a bit part, like you have to you have to do it like believable. Otherwise, you know, it's it's going to take someone out of the episode, and you have to do it well because TV shoots real quick. So like you have to be on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, so so there were there were things I enjoyed about um, this movie, or at least things that I'm like, you know, there, there's something here. Um, un- unfortunately, I think this is a, a extremely flawed and problematic. Well, what movie. about what about uh, um, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire that pops up, Doctor Jean Rayburn? Okay, so like that, I, I was really confused by that whole character, yeah. and like it is actually she 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 was played by a male, like Timothy Muscatel. And Dr. Gene yeah. Rayburn, is that a joke about Gene Rayburn, the game show host of Match Game? 
it, it wasn't just that it was odd because it, you're you're you need to have something or you don't need to but there's there's going to be i'm assuming something in a situation like this where our protagonist who thinks things are fine will have that entryway of like okay there's something off about yeah. this now the one thing that i started thinking of and i only think about this because of how i think there are some troubling sexual politics going on in yeah. this movie was okay so the the name on the surface is a male but it uh it is a uh, or a man but there is it is a yes, woman yes. character now i'm inclined this day okay. and age to be like it's a trans actor right right, totally right cool fine whatever except um again this is a movie in which we still have these outdated and antiquated um archetype or stereotype of like well but the woman is ultimately going to be violated by the god in the end right. anyway and like it is actual rape yes um, nobody wants to be impregnated by Dagon. Um, and also knowing that this dude comes from trauma and trauma is not the most sensitive when it comes to that sort of stuff. Like they're kind of edgy and humorous and like tongue in cheek, but like not in a necessarily progressive sort of way. I, I just started being skeptical of like, did you just dress up a dude as a woman and like expect that to be like, off-putting or weird or is this a a trans actor and i'm i'm reading unnecessarily into it and like i wouldn't i wouldn't have otherwise except this film does play out some things which are troubling and problematic towards um women which would lead me to believe this was not the most progressive um filmmakers or set especially because in multiple times like the film opens with just like a naked woman running down the beach basically and kind of that that tells you pretty much all you're going to need to know about what yeah. will come because we mentioned there's sort of a rosemary's baby thing and there is a bit except at least in that one we spent enough time with mia farrow's yes. character and with the nick cassavetti's character where we not just understand why or how he gets seduced into this, um, you know, for his own gain. But then we also spend enough time with her where we understand her as right. a character and her interiority. Whereas the Alex character, like we know that they both want a son. I, I, I don't, I don't know if we, we definitely don't spend enough time with them. It's, the movie's like an hour and 20 minutes. So we don't spend enough time with them to kind of like, I don't really understand their dynamic. I don't really understand them. I don't really see her as anything other than just an object to ultimately be violated. And that's a problem. Yeah. And like, yeah, and and actually, not even just like the ultimate defile, you know, defilement of her, but like even in the beginning, like when the voyeurism plot, it's like they're, you know, and like, you know, they have like the yeah. intense sex scene with the, you know, and like they're watching, and then, then like Russell like kind of like glances up at her when she, and you know, like from the window from outside when he has the clams, mm. and you know, and like what what's sad is like. The, the two actors that play Alex and, and Petri, they're not like bad together. Like you could like, they almost like I'm convinced like, Oh yeah, I could see them being like a couple and like they have a dynamic, but like you said, there's not enough of it. Like, I, you know, you could have went maybe another 20 minutes with this relationship and how strong they are, but then ultimately it, it fractures. Instead, it's just, it's really yeah. like the, the two scenes later and he goes on a boat and then, okay, he's gone. Like now, he smokes that 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 heavy doobie and and sees the light <laughs> gets gets defiled himself and sees yep. some weird freaking visions and 
and and that's the thing too. In the beginning, with the naked woman, that's Ingrid. We we find out later. Yes. So, according to this cult, according to Dagon, the you know the final of the women, I guess they don't want it, of course. But then when they do get impregnated by Dagon, then they're completely for the cult. Like, where does that come in? Yeah. Like, like, there's no like brainwash. Like, like Petri is like basically brainwashed. Like we, you know, with the the whole yes, Alex isn't. She, she's just raped. No, yeah, and she, like, what the yes. fucking hell? Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I could see if like it was also subtly with her too, and then, but no, it's like, and I actually thought, oh, she might escape. Cool, a little different, you know. No, right. she's just caught, and even though like. Russell gets killed and Ingrid becomes this really creepy being, you know, with eye like no eyes, which I yeah, thought yeah. was pretty mm-hmm. well done. And and again, like you said, the the Dagon creature itself and stuff, not the worst looking thing. We've seen worse stuff on this on this podcast from from some yeah. filmmakers where it's like, what the hell is that? Like not much CG <laughs> in this, you know. So like, you know, little bits here and there from the digital work, but not like. You know what I mean? Like it's not as like blatant because again, less less was more with these people. They didn't try to, you know. I like some of the the weird nightmarish like dream stuff where, like I kind of like the weird like trippy scene when he's outside with every the cigar break, and he's looking inside and it's kind of his vision's getting fractured, like almost a mirror effect. Mm-hmm. And like like oh okay, they were trying some stuff. They were trying to make it a little not just. Here's a scene bland. Here's a scene bland. Here's a scene bland. Trying a little bit here and there, but not enough to make it really like memorable. But you go, okay, that scene was pretty cool. Oh wait, then okay, we're just going to the rape now. Okay. Yeah, they, I mean, they were trying like, stuff, why? but also like, they they weren't. Everything yes, happens too yes. quickly in this. I, I mean, it's it's just in the very first night that they spend there, which she has some type of right, nightmare right. vision, and the and uh, and that morning. Petri's on the boat and he starts right. getting brainwashed. Right away, like, yes, right yes, away. Right away. There, there's not enough time for them as characters and for us as an audience to start thinking something's off here. Like we're told within the first few minutes, like, yep, everything's gonna be terrible. Like, ugh, I mean, we could we could have, have assumed that, but also that very first night she's already having these demonic nightmare visions. Like, let's build up to something. Let's, you know, once again find out what's at stake, what she wants, what they want, and sort of see how. They're trying to achieve that before we start tearing it down. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe even something like, yeah, you know, when we when we when you think of a movie, especially a movie like this, where the implication with the end is like, this is cyclical. This is going to keep on happening. Yes, it has years, been happening. Yeah. OK, so if we're entering a movie in the middle of a cycle, why is this the cycle that you are showing yeah, us? Yeah. And there maybe could be something there where, you know, they admit that they've had a miscarriage in the past. So maybe there's even something where it's like, hey, this cult can restore, like we can help you have, like you can have a baby, you can have a child, you just have to basically give up your soul right, right. for it. Which, yeah. Um, but that that's not the case. Instead it's like, or, or even maybe something like, hey, it could be this cult has been trying to and they, they can't seem to procreate for some reason until this right. couple comes along, like, this is the one that we've been think that we've been whatever, prophesied quote unquote, whatever, chosen like, one. Yeah, she whatever. Could, yeah, she exactly. She could be the one to fulfill the prophecy, but that can't happen because Ingrid right. is already pregnant with a right. spawn. Exactly. So 
why why is this the why is this the couple that we're following? Why are they special? The film needs to address that. And yeah, and then like when you know, again, when we get, go to the party at uh, Dr. Gene Rayburn's house, everyone's just weird. Like everyone, it's it's like I'm I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm 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 picturing some like awkward parties I've have, I had to go to, like weird friends of friends, and you're like I do not belong here at all. And like and you know everyone's friendly, <laughs> yep. but like everyone's freaking weird. And then like. The kids, and I, you know, afterward you understand why the kids were in weird masks because they're yeah. the progeny of these deep ones, and like they have the weird ones, faces. Yeah. That one girl, the one daughter outside with the web fingers, laughing, <laughs> you know, like a really bad, like you know, um, villain, and like, like, I don't know. It's just there's a lot of potential with a story like this, and it kind of like just yeah. kind of squandered it. Not. And I, I wouldn't say wasted it because it just wasn't well done. It just was like, okay, we have a, I have a good idea. And it almost felt like this was like the, the first run through of the script. And then like, oh, I got a budget. Oh, the hell, I'm not gonna rewrite it. The 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 world wasn't built out enough, including like I said, the mythology. Yes. Because like, okay, what are they trying to do? How long has this been going on for? Hints, and we have some type of hint for it in the sense of we find oh, or they find right, that right, which is Ingrid. a cool little like, oh, okay, but why would they keep that there? But well, <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> um, but then also two things: one, uh, they, I, I feel like she said like this letter is dated ten months from today, which like no, ten months. Not from today, but ten months ago yeah. today. That's you're you're confusing me with your grammar here. But then also all the pictures like are supposed to, like these black and white old timey photos. But like but this happened ten months ago, dude. It's not like this woman. No, came no. Over and here at the first, 50s. that's why I got, I'm glad you brought that up because I was confused when they were looking at the pictures. Oh, these are really old. But then the letters ten months ago. I'm like, oh wait, wait. So what are the yeah, pictures then, from? The, the photos are really old, but she talked about how she left her phone right. behind. Right. And and, and like, what I love what? about that, see, like you know, again. The most, the smartest character in the movie, and of course she she gets killed like the worst way, Deb. But like she's mm. like, I'm just gonna take this letter. I'm gonna find out. Like I'm gonna leave. I'm, you know, I'm sorry to freak you out, but let me try to kind of try to look. The address is right here. And like if they're missing a mm. daughter, then we know these people are messed up. Um, yep. but again, why did they leave that letter there? Oh no! I, but I also love that Deb <laughs> is the only one that goes like, oh look at these. Oh, these people are okay. Lovecraft, you know, like the Necronomicon. Like, I love yeah. that in this world of like, you know, Dagon and stuff. Lovecraft actually was an author. Like, it's kind of like, yeah. you know, oh yeah, he was writing about this stuff, but it was real, you know. Well, we we know it is because yes. we saw Jeffrey that, Coombs as Lovecraft. Take that's what I'm saying. This is so this. This is obviously an extension <laughs> of that world. That's, that's the thing. That that's what that movie that 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 anthology ultimately did. Any movie that has the Necronomicon in it that references Lovecraft, okay, it's from that because he brought the Necronomicon into the world now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The Deep Ones is obviously a sequel to Necronomicon: yeah, Book, of Book of Dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but and it's just like yeah. So so there's no mythology because also like who. Who are the right. the deep ones? Because the, the film the film is called the deep ones. There's no mention of them until I believe Russell is murdered or murdered until he's killed and the and Ingrid screams like you killed one he, of the deep ones. Like wait, he was. Well, and I think was earlier and when he when when he has Petri on the boat, he does say Cthulhu. He says it, 
but in a weird like like in a subtle way where you're like wait did he say that and even petri's like like what like thinking a weird what what word are you talking about here and he doesn't say anything about it he's like oh cthulhu you know and like okay like mm-hmm. and then we we have that random thing under the boat inside the boat there's other cult members that know that petri never sees and there's a there's like a deep one char- like like there's a character there that's fully fish man hanging out yep like who's he <laughs> He wasn't the same. Yep. Well, was he the same Dagon? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Very weird. Like, they show yeah, a little bit, you know, okay, we're never again. Never reference. Like, and that's why, that's why it's, it's, so, it's absurd to call H.P. Lovecraft's The Deep Ones, because not only was this not based on a specific text, but also right. you're not pulling from, you're, you're not pulling enough. Like, it's kind of little bits and pieces here where just a few tweaks, you yeah. can remove all Lovecraft uh, in is from this just movie weird, and it becomes right, like a creepy like weird fish people town with you know like it doesn't have to be a lovecraft like that's like me saying oh you know hp lovecraft's leviathan it makes as much sense right <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. okay there's tentacle yep. things well or even like they're not trying to impregnate her with with dagon's baby as much as just some generic yeah, yeah. demon i mean in that in that chant that i read at the beginning like they mentioned belial right. belial is a demonic name right. in folklore and in like religion so like hey why not hp lovecraft right. or, belial or it could be or basket case the movie frank Kenlotter. belial the twin brother the in, what's in the basket <laughs> he he loved to rape people mm-hmm. like so there you go like it could have been that belial that that would make like if that was the deep ones, it's just Belial crawling around like trying to like impregnate people. It's like okay, this is still creepy, but I'd watch. Yeah, I, I'd pay money to see that. But yeah, I, again, we're always going to go through this. It's kind of like I feel like H.P. Lovecraft is now what Bram Stoker's name was in like the eighties and nineties, like where Bram's Bram Stoker's <laughs> yeah. Skeleton Crew or something. You're like what? Oh, because it's like <laughs> referencing. A character from another story that he wrote that wasn't Dracula, like, mm-hmm. like you know, I'm not, I'm not as familiar with his stories outside of Dracula. I'm sorry, you know, maybe I should be, but like, yeah. it feels like that. Or like, Wes Craven presents. Oh, presents. Uh, yeah, no, that's. Oh, yeah, that's more. That's more. Yeah, what it feels like, like yeah. oh, it's not uh, Wes Craven, it's someone else. You got me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, even. <laughs> The the hypnotism of Petri, the the capturing of yeah. Alex. Also, I don't think this is any fault of the yeah, yeah. movie, or maybe it is. But I was mm-hmm. watching with the subtitles on, and even though we know her name is Alex, for the first ten minutes, it's just Petri and White. Really, they just identify her. Oh as my god! Wife. Even even the yeah. even those um, subtitles were problematic. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's like cool guy. They say her name right away though. Um, they say Alexandra. They do. Oh they do. God. Yeah. Yeah, it's like during during their the voyeuristic sex scene. It says like uh, Petri and wife moaning. It's like you've got to be kidding me. That's an asshole. At Tubi, at Tubi wrote that. Like because no, I had a job yeah. years ago where I did subtitles for a small like film, like like a small company, and like I would see other mm. people's like things, and I'm like, what are they writing? Like, no, 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 this is all wrong. You're not even referencing yeah. the character's name. Come on. Oh my god. Yep. And, and yeah, and so, but it's like, what is what? What are they? Not just what? Uh, what is this cult attempting? Right. To what, achieve, what are they attempting? Are, are, and so, are 
all these men in the cult were they hypnotized too, or did they buy into it? Right, like because um, like, like, the cabbie is part of it too. The cab driver that drives him there, he's actually there. Like you know what I mean? Yes. Petri doesn't. Mm-hmm. They don't remember he's him. In on it, sure. Like there, yeah. I it's I don't know. It, this is and all and uh, this is entirely separate from everything we've just been talking about. But like you you've. You cannot make row no. your boat sound no, menacing. It, no, it actually, you know, it's funny. Like <laughs> when they started doing that, I'm like, "This is stupid." Like it's not, it's not creepy. It's not. I mean, it's not a horror movie where you slow it down and like row, row, yeah. Row. Mm. Like no, like visitors. Also, because there's no, no rowing. They, no, so... not, no, there wasn't a rowboat. What? Because he was saying, because he was saying no. it in the uh, shower, earlier in the film. That's right. Oh, yeah. get it? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, and. No, oh, and, and okay, so, like, again, like you were saying, were these guys also, like, hypnotized? Like, from what we could tell, um, Dr. Rayburn has gills. Because, like, yes, when she's, yeah, yeah. like, when, when she go when Alex is, like, not forced, but, like, oh, get me some urine. I was expecting her just to take the urine and go outside and drink it. Like, like I was, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, because what were you testing for? Oh, you're, you're, yeah, right, yeah, remember, yeah. they um, were seeing if she was fertile or not, if she ovulated. She was ovulating. Oh, perfect. Right. You know, that and, makes sense, you know. And yeah. It's better. Dr. Rayburn has, has gills. As far as I can remember, we don't see no. them on anybody else. So no. there's also, it, it, what's, what is the hierarchy or the biological kind of um, hierarchy going on in here? How is it that Russell is a deep one? Um, and Ingrid, I guess, was capable of hypnotizing where other women what was yeah. like what's going on it, there, there's there's just a lot of it raises a lot of questions that the film doesn't answer and just kind of makes it difficult to really follow what's going on or care about what's going on because i'm not sure why i'm not sure about no, the why and, that, and anything, that's basically. kind of like and you know don't get me wrong like i know you're like me like you don't always need complete answers sometimes it's good to allude to stuff but this is like why? Uh, because, like, because why? Like, like, why? Well, why are yeah, you doing and- this? I understand where they're evil. They they worship these old gods and they want to continue. But like, are they are they trying world domination? No, it's just we want to impregnate some women. Okay, and what else? Nothing else. And make our wine and and, and you know make our food and make a bakery. And that's 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 the thing too. Give me a why the cult right, is right. into this. Uh, like, you know, in in even, you know, Shadow Over Innsmouth, Lovecraft story from decades and decades ago. It's the understanding that, like, it was this fishing village that shit was going bad. And so they kind of they started intermingling right. with these sea creatures as, as a kind of like a way to preserve their livelihood, their living. Um, even yeah. in the void. You know, we have eventually we have that which, villainous monologue, which the person that, that doctor is kind of talking about here. It's like, what? Why? The, okay, they're they're a medicine cult that is doing a certain thing. Fine, but like, what? Why are they doing? Like, why are they doing this? Why? What do they? What do they gain out of this other than just kind of being nefarious and evil? Because that's not no. Like, are they? Are good they? Do they live me. forever? We don't get that. Like that. That's right, what right. I thought. Like the pictures no, we're going to allude to. Oh, these pictures are from fifty years ago. They look the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then again. Yep. If Russell was a deep one, whatever, why was he killed so easily? Just by stabbed to the stomach, dead. I'm like, okay, yep. that's it. Pretty easy. 
You know, like, okay, you know what? Any, any anti, you know, like, underwater should have been an easier film. You should have just stabbed Cthulhu in the water. Would have been done. <laughs> it's it's Nobody a real problem. That. Nobody, nobody no, thinks no, about they go, stabbing oh, Cthulhu you, these Is he days. Cthulhu? Oh, I'm dead. No. Just stab him. Stab him in the stomach. No, He's like, oh, him. shit, you, my, my one and only weak spot. How'd you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Like, again, I, look, yeah. I, it, it, the film wasn't like terrible in a sense, like it was boring. It was, it was enjoyable in a sense, like. But I don't think I was supposed to be laughing at most of this movie. I think it was supposed to be more serious than some of yeah. his other films, Farron's films, like you know what I mean. Like, There's and then a... I'll go into that thing I told you off the air with the, uh, the nice stinger, at the very end of the film that I'll I'll I'll, I'll spoil for everyone so you don't have to see it, but. Yeah, I, I turned, as soon as the credits started rolling, I turned the movie off. I figured there might be something coming because the credits are playing over footage. Yeah. James <laughs> braved until the end, and now he can, he's no, never uh, be the same person again. Again, spoiler alert, um, now Petrie, Petri and uh, Alex are what Ingrid and Russell were to the community. They're the ones welcoming me into the, the nice, yep. beautiful home, Airbnb, da-da-da. Okay, new couple, whatever. And then we get some scenes of like, oh, okay, they're coming in and like, oh, they're, they're, it's the same thing. Then at the very, very end, I'm thinking it's over. I'm going to go to the bathroom because I was watching this film and to wash it away. <laughs> and and then, sure. hold on one second. Get away from there, Frank. Okay, sorry. Well, he never <laughs> bothers me during a recording. Now he's like, he's, he's being all like lovey-dovey. Um, so, you know, very end after the credits, Goes black. All of a sudden, we see this new woman, you know, beautiful woman, like, you know, coming out of the shower, naked, putting on a bra. And then we hear some fapping. And we we go to the camera room. And I'm thinking, oh, no, it's going to be this old guy, the old guy that was there. No, it's one of the, mm-hmm. yeah, one of the other Finley. brethren of this town with big moon tattoos above his chest. Because, I don't know, I guess he was a fan of um old wrestling i don't know like i was like what what is this um yeah kamala you know kamala no no kamala Kamala. no no uh no the ugandan giants yes um and he's Mm. fully naked but you don't see anybody he's he's jerking off because he sees this beautiful woman i'm like why and then to make it even worse thinly or whatever comes in what are you doing uh nothing it's nothing and he gets out, like runs out with his tissue on his cock, and then guy, you know, old guy looks at the camera, sees the beautiful one, nothing, yeah, it's nothing. And he sits down, takes a tissue out of the tissue box, goes to black, and you hear again, nothing. I'm like, but I'm just like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> am I watching like a sex comedy now? Is that like, see? That would have been an interesting take in this film. Like, if one of H.P. Lovecraft's, like, deep ones, the sex comedy. That that would be weird, right? Like, oh, Cthulhu, Cthulhu's raising hell. What? <laughs> wasn't that, wasn't that kind <laughs> of cast a deadly spell? But that was a good movie. That's good. Um, um, but no, it was so bad. Like, uh, it, it actually, like, while like, I wasn't a fan of the film, I actually was like, okay, there was some good stuff, like, we talked about. That, that totally, totally soured me. To the point of like, I'm like, I never want to like, I was like, well, we're going to talk about this, but I'm so pissed right now. Cause it was like, 
why do like I understand if it was like a comedy. If it was a comedy, fine. Then you do a stupid scene like that. Oh, there's no reference to this yeah. at all. Like, there's no. It's supposed to be quote unquote serious. That totally takes the seriousness away. Oh, you know, people have been violated, but at least this guy's getting off on on the camera. And no, we are not prudes not, here on the cast of Cthulhu. We've 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 touched some balls in our time, uh, but we but we've that makes it sound like we well, I mean, I work at TJ Maxx, like, yeah, so I touch bras all the time. Well, uh, yeah, um, yeah, but. You can have sexuality oh. work in a Lovecraft story. From oh. Beyond was great 100%. with that, especially when the when the the underlying theme of your story is just like you are flesh and what is the most that you can experience as a physical being. It can either be pain or it yeah. can be Hellraiser. Yeah, pleasure. Hellraiser also. Hellraiser yeah, exactly. That as well. There is no type of theme about that running through this movie, so it just becomes like, right objectification um, of women for some reason because like yes you need to have sex to have a baby but there's no there's no underlying theme about gender yeah. dynamics or about that idea of a physical experience and that like so there it, instead it just becomes yeah gross like it just becomes it wasn't, ex- it wasn't like jason biggs in the american basically. pie movies where that's a theme of him just like you know you know fucking a pie and then each film was something stupid there's nothing like this in this. It's not like, and this character was like a random character that was at that party, so it wasn't even like, like it was just yeah, the yeah, old yeah. guy. Okay, he's okay. He's just been a creep the whole time. No, he's just creepy after the other guy leaves. Like, what? Anyone can go into this room with the cameras too. Like, I thought, you know what I mean? Like, they're all watching together. Ugh. And making this cult horny makes them right. even less interesting right. to me. Uh, because again, this idea of this physical experience, but if you are into these deep ones and old ones and these things beyond our experience, I, I find it more menacing when it's like, like, Hey, we don't care. We, we don't care about sex. And there's something horrifying about that. of just like, this is going to be weird. And for, forgive me for kind of getting film nerdy academic in a while or, or for a little bit, the original Texas chainsaw massacre, um, Sally is tied up. She's at the dinner table. And they're, you know, and she's begging to get to get let go. And she's saying, please, I'll do anything. And the subtext there, Mm -hmm. at least in regards to horror, 70s culture and a woman is like, what could she do to get herself out? Something they don't something with her body, something sexual. And they they want to they want to torture and then they want to feed on her. That's it. That's scarier. That's horrifying. Yeah. And, And so to rob us uh, are are humans of like psychology of that thing of like we can't like I you know I don't give a shit about sexuality I don't give a shit about your spirit I want your flesh I want like to, to kind of rob what makes us or, or or at least rob our comprehension of what makes us humans and unique is more horrifying and interesting to me than just like yeah I'm gonna beat off to a naked woman like well now you're just a pervert and like I don't you know fucking die like you're no. not you're not horrifying or menacing to me I just want you know. I, I just want to see you physically suffer, which I, I suppose is what we're supposed to do anyway. But it just, it, it once again reiterates how problematic the sexual politics in this movie are and just highlighting why it's a yeah. very flawed. It is. Movie. But I mean, again, very like almost like without that scene, it's still troubling. 
And then it's just me. And that, and that, and that actually, Oh yeah, of course. You know, I'll be honest. That actually reiterates the whole thing you spoke about where, Oh, it wasn't like accidental. You can't, you can't say that now because no, no now course, you're just yeah. doing it as a joke at the end. Okay. So this was intended. Yep, oh, yep. okay. Okay. I see what, you, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't like that. And again, trauma is known for doing stuff like that, but trauma doesn't in a weird, like not always, but, Usually it's just like everyone's getting fucked and maimed and, and tortured. Like guys, girls, it doesn't matter. Like it's like you know what I mean. Like if there's a yeah. right, like what like to that. Offend like, everybody. Uh, okay. like that's his idea. If I if I don't offend you, then what's the point? <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Like and I, you know, I, like yeah. again, yeah. I I'm a fan of Lloyd Kaufman as like you know as a carnival barker. No, no, have, having met the guy and worked for Trummer briefly. He would never get my name right, but that's fine because it was funny. It was more of it was more of a joke. <laughs> After a while, like, oh, Ezekiel. He would call me the witness yeah. name, Zebediah. Yeah, you know that's not my fucking name, but whatever. That's fine. It wasn't like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah, still no, a biblical no. name. I, though, I'd rather that defense. than like just calling me like John. Like, oh, you you know, you're just right. close, but not really close. But again, like, I don't know. It's mm. ah, tentacles, man. Tentacles. But uh, anyway, that's uh, I think I think we've reached the logical end of our discussion of uh, the deep yeah, ones. I believe um, so. A reminder that for our next episode, continuing the theme of of summer seaside escapes, <laughs> um, we are we are watching um, Spanish language film Dark Sea um, from from Rodrigo Arregueo. Um, My no choice. Idea. Yeah. Wait, I, was I, this, I, was this yeah. you? Did you have you seen this one before? I've never seen it. I've only okay. saw the, I only saw the trailer. When looking up stuff on Tubi, and that was okay. one, and I was like, "Oh, this is Lovecraftian. Okay, let's try it out." Oh, the the one thing, the one thing we did forget to mention for um for the deep ones. What was it? Um, Richard Band doing the score. You know what's funny? Yeah, and, and, and a lot of theremin. Yes, a lot. a lot. A lot of theremin, theremin which, yeah. which I'm a fan of, but I'm like, mm. oh, okay, theremin. Richard, Again, yeah. Richard, Richard Band, you know, you know, not not without talent. You know, he's he's done no, a lot of stuff. He's he's worked in the Puppet Master franchise. Um, he's I mean, worked for he, he's Reanimator. With, yes, he worked with Beyond. Reanimator from Beyond. Um, he got a, an Emmy nomination for one of his scores for Masters of Horror. So yeah. like, talented you know, guy, talented guy. Yeah. Um, and at, at first I saw and uh, I was like, there's there's also a guy named like Jerry Iron in this. I'm like Jeremy Irons, and then I'm like, oh no no no, it's it's Jerry Iron. Yeah, he, he moonlights as like a musician, you know. Right. Yeah, but um, anyway, so yeah, um, that that is um, that was H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft's putting it in quotes. Uh, the deep ones. Yeah. Um, next time will be Dark Sea. We'll be on the um, sea. We'll be we by the sea again. Well, yes, when yeah. hopefully then we'll be uh, beyond the sea at some point. In that. But um, well, yeah. yes, uh, we are the Cast of Cthulhu. Um, I am on. Twitter as Nolan Fixes Teeth, James as Wonka Kills Kids. We are, um, of course, Cast Cthulhu. You can catch up on back episodes of us, our stuff on Podbean. Or no, castofcthulhu.podbean.com or on battleshipretention.com. Shoot us an email at moviesofmadness at gmail.com. Um, and that's pretty much how you can always get in touch with us. Um, yeah, and that's that's uh, that's pretty much how things are going. Um, again, sorry about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and we'll maybe, hopefully, we won't be saying the same thing next time after we um, review Rodrigo Arago's Dark Sea. But in the meantime, we'll be waiting and dreaming with Dead Cthulhu in his house in Relia. Really, uh...